Welcome to Faith in the Cracks. I'm Pastor Karen Wright. Just like plants grow in the cracks of a sidewalk, faith can grow when God wiggles into the cracks in our lives. Whether those cracks are bits of time here and there, where we wait for groceries to be loaded into our car, or cracks from hard times in life. When we allow the Spirit to seep into the cracks, new life can begin to sprout. Episode 15, Breaking the Cycle. We live in a violent world, and as I talked about last week, we have seen all of the gun violence and the rage shootings, but that's not the only violence. There's war that's going on, continuing on in the Ukraine. There is domestic violence all over our country and around the world. Women in other countries, particularly, I think of like India and the rape culture that goes on. And unfortunately, this is not new to this era of the world. This ongoing violence was seen throughout the Bible as well. There are lots of texts of terror, particularly against women and children. And our world for a long time with men in power, we've celebrated men and we've empowered them. And this is seen in the Bible too. And that women and children are seen as less than. They are property. They are uh, almost subhuman, which is an, an awful thing. And when they bring up violence and abuse, it just makes things worse. And it is something that we need to step up and to take care of. There was a, an article in a Horizons magazine, which is a magazine of the Presbyterian Women. And Presbyterian Women is a long-standing organization within the Presbyterian Church USA and have done amazing things. And they talk in an article, it's by Kate Ott, about responding to violence, that Jesus lived in a time of violence, and that the Roman Empire were the purveyors of that violence, and Jesus sought to step in. And there's a story in the Gospel of John that they're trying to trap Jesus, the religious leaders, and when they bring a woman, and they even say in the text, caught in the very act of adultery, the man is not brought, just the woman, and they're asking Jesus what to do. And Jesus writes in the dirt, and I really wish we had known what that was, but we don't, and they keep badgering him about, well, the law of Moses says she should be stoned for this act. And Jesus stands up and says, you who are, who are without sin cast the first stone. And one by one, they all leave. And he's left with this woman and says, there's no one here to condemn you. I don't condemn you either. Go on your way, sin no more. And I really think that sin no more, that just has to do with our humanity. And we have a propensity towards doing things we shouldn't do, and I think we all know that. Um, but he ignores them and steps in. There's no shame. There's no victim-blaming. Nothing. He just steps in. And I think that that compassion and that empathy is something that we all need to take a lesson from. Jesus steps into a place where the religious leaders who are trying to trap him say, what are you going to do about this? And he doesn't take the bait. And I think sometimes we need to do that too. We need to stand with the people who are victimized. We need to stand with women and children. And we can do this in such ordinary ways. We can help stop cycles of violence. And I think about all of the women's shelters 
that exists not only here in the Kansas City metro area, but all around that helping make sure women have the things they need when they are trying to get out of a violent situation. Standing up and believing women when they tell you that something is going on. When you are standing with them and not placing blame at their feet. Well, maybe if you had an X, Y, or Z, then that wouldn't have happened. No, let's just believe her story. It still floors me. Last year, President Biden signed the Violence Against Women Act that updated more protections. And this is the fourth time it's been renewed since 1994. And it helps reduce gender-based violence and provide services for women who are in need. But the fact that this even has to be a law just boggles my mind. That we have to make a law that women and need to be treated with dignity and respect. I look at the courts, the Supreme Court last week. This is the battle of, over Mifepristone. And they, up, they upheld a stay so that women still have access to Mifepristone at this point. And I don't really care if people are pro-life or pro-choice. Like, you get to have your opinion. You get to be entitled to your opinion. But at the same time, when we start passing these just laws that do nothing but limit a woman's right to her own health care, when we put limits and all of the strict abortion laws that are going into effect around the country, it gives women less voice in their own health care. It makes it harder for doctors, if a woman is pregnant and something has gone wrong, they have to wait until the mother's life is in danger to do anything. And that is a violence against women. And so when we make these laws that take the power away from women to make their own choices, whether you agree with their choices or not, that is violence against women. And so we need to stand up against laws that are taking rights away from women when we're restricting care. The media, which sexualizes girls, I think about all of the magazines that you see at the checkout aisle in the grocery store, and those are all photoshopped and airbrushed. And so we have continued as a society to set this unrealistic body image that is unachievable. And yet we have young girls who are trying to achieve that. We say that that's the norm, that's what you should look like, and what kind of body image issues do we then put upon our children when they do that? We get into violence about uh, over body image, about how women dress, and that they deserved it because they were dressed so scantily. Well, we need to quit that. Quit buying it. We need to quit buying into that myth. We need to quit watching it. We need to quit selling it. We need to make that difference because we are able to do that. Our money will make choices for us. So what are, we, what are we going to support? What are we going to deny by how we spend our money? When we give food, when we give shelter, when we give clothing, those are ways in which we impact the system. When we talk with our kids, both our young boys and our young girls, when we remind them that bodies are all different and look different ways and that bodies are all beautiful, when we teach them to respect and honor everybody, whether they like people or not is immaterial, but you treat people with dignity and respect. All of those things, they seem small, but they add up and we can begin to shift the culture. 
we can begin to move towards a place where we can get away from victim blaming, where we can protect women, where women can have choice and say and voice. And we can do this not only in our own country, but we can do this in other countries. You see it as women are standing up for educational rights around the world. We can support those efforts. We can make sure that women are getting educated. We can support women in business through things like Kiva, which are microloans. And we can support women who are trying to find a better way to support their family. And we are the ones who do that. I once saw a video, and it was, it was a, a woman probably in her 50s. She had grown kids, but she had been at a store and had witnessed a young mother and her toddler, and the toddler was screaming, and this woman in the video said, she goes, and who knows why, maybe there was a wrinkle in the kid's sock. But she said she walked by the mom, and she said, you're doing a great job. And I think about having been there with my own kids, like there are days that they just shriek in the store and you just want to crawl in a hole. But how can we support one another? And one of the things she said that always stuck with me is if you got a bunch of moms together, we could change the world as long as it was before 9 o'clock on a school night. And she's right. She's right that when we stand up for women, when we stand up for one another, when we give voice to one another, we are a power. We are a force to be reckoned with. And it all starts with compassion and empathy and love and caring about other people, honoring and respecting differences and being able to give voice to the voiceless. That's when we can step in, just like Jesus did in this story, and we can break the cycle. It's up to us. So let us step in. Let us break the cycle of violence. Let us give voice to voiceless women let us give power back so that women may make their own choices and that we may indeed become a force to be reckoned with. Thanks for listening. New podcasts are released on Mondays. Subscribe or follow me on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Or become a subscriber on my website, faithinthecracks.com, and you'll be notified when new material is posted. You can also start or join in discussions on the Facebook page. And each day, may you find ways to be kind, to be helpful, and to be a child of God. As you go through your week, may God seep into the cracks in your life.